Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, and welcome back to another stimulating episode of Naturopathy Today. And joining me today is my fabulous co-host. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Michael. I'm glad to be here. It's always a good day when we have a chance to visit. You know, I'm glad we both remembered to show up. And hopefully some people showed up that we didn't. Yeah, that they remembered to show up too. (laughs) Not only that, or that we didn't scare them away with last week's conversation. Well, one of the things that I really appreciate about this, Michael, is that it is very freeform and conversational. You know, we start off with the idea, oh, here's going to be our topic for today. But, you know, we say things that are provocative to the other person and can take us off on a tangent. But that's one of the things that I like about it. It's, it's easy to do a scripted show and make sure this is just all these points. But I do like the fact that we can be um, free to bring other things in and go off on tangents. And hopefully the listeners appreciate that as well, because we do go to a lot of interesting places in our discussion. Yes, we do. Well, we both have had interesting lives. So there, there is that. Going, Getting back to, I know there was something you said, but I forgot, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, getting back to some of the risk factors of Alzheimer's, developing Alzheimer's. And we've talked extensively about this, and that is an unhealthy lifestyle. And ladies, gentlemen, you can change your lifestyle. It's really, on one level, it's easy. On another level, yes, it's difficult because you have your ego working against you where your spiritual self, your desire is to get healthy, move forward, avoid the old age things that make people sad and decrepit and uh, immobile. So anyway, you can change. All it takes is effort backed and built on courage. Being Well, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We've all known that saying, but the idea is you can't let that stop you. You need to learn how to engage your mind, your thinking, your prayers towards the success that you want. And as more people pay attention to what they want and then how to get there, baby steps is a theme that I often turn to is you don't have to get there all at once. I've seen people do that and crash and burn because everything needed to be changed and they tried to do it all at once. So be done. identify those steps that you can make now. It might be simple steps. I drink two sodas a day, I'm gonna cut down to one. I drink seven a week, I'm gonna cut down to four. We can make these changes and as we have success, they lead us forward to more confidence to make other steps. And so these baby steps I found we will get there as long as we keep moving forward steadily and retrace our steps when we fall back. But instead of thinking, oh, I have to be there tomorrow, I can be there next year. Or in five years, I've used this, we're going to be five years older. What are you going to be doing in five years? Same thing? Or are you going to change those things which you 
are most interested in moving forward on. You have that opportunity. One might even say the responsibility. So people might find a lot of excuses, but that's all they are, are excuses. There are ways to do this, even simple little things at a time. Absolutely. And I do believe it was Confucius who said the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Yes, I think that way in my own life. And it's given me confidence because I've seen over the decades that my sense of purpose and my choices to move me in that direction pretty much is what has led to my success. So I think envisioning where you want to be, determining how to make those steps, be patient with yourself, but move steadily forward. And you will find that you can achieve your dreams by those simple processes. Simple to say, important to do. Amen. You know, another, I found this interesting in doing the research on on risk factors, that being female was one of the risk factors. And And we're talking about Alzheimer's, right? That that if being a female puts you at greater risk for Alzheimer's, is that the point? Yeah, I think that that will change. And and the reason I think that is because we are slowly (laughs) moving into a matriarchal society. Right now we're patriarchal. The men have all the important jobs and all this stuff, but women are now coming and becoming more and more the CEOs, the governors. It's just a matter of time before we have a president that's a female. And then maybe we'll have some peace in the world if all the world leaders were female. They're not as aggressive as the males. They don't have anything to prove. They, they're more thinkers. Women are more intuitive than men. You know, it's really interesting. I heard an expression that the, because we all have male and female within us and the female aspect receives from the all and the male aspect gives back to the all. Anyway, a little, little interesting. Funny. Yeah, it is. I also heard <laughs> the woman is complete, but not whole. The man is whole, but not complete. So when the two become as one, they are whole and complete. And that's where, and Jesus talks about when the two become as one, and you go back to Genesis, and it's also there, a man shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be as one flesh. Anyway, another cause for Alzheimer's is head (laughs) trauma. And that made me think when I read that, it made me think of uh, Red Fox. He used to have a routine, soak a two by four in a can of motor oil and hit somebody upside the head if they give you trouble. Head trauma can definitely <laughs> lead to Alzheimer's down the road. Another thing is isolation. And from a different point of view, we're really social creatures and we belong in tribes. We belong in groups. But when you're isolated, you stop interacting, you stop thinking, you stop pondering on some levels. And all of that inactivity leads to a mind that doesn't function at optimal levels. So now for some steps towards prevention, what kind of things do you recommend, Steve? Uh, for like for brain health? Well, you mentioned doing things like crossword puzzles, and I think keeping the brain engaged. You know, this is our tool. We don't make decisions without engaging our brain. And so the idea that, you know, oh, I'm not smart enough to know is not a good excuse. You can still make positive choices. So I've always felt that with Alzheimer's, you know, keeping that engaged is the most important thing. And then certainly certain nutrients. I came across an interesting 
uh, a form of cat's claw that was actually being studied to remove some of these tangles in the brain, these plaques. Oh. And so there are actually some interesting research showing that this certain extract of, of cat's claw was showing good clinical promise. Um, and so uh, I did an interview on it. It's on HealthQuest podcast if people want to learn more about it. But it's the first time I'd actually heard of a natural product that had shown some types of clinical benefits. Backing down from that, something that I've, I've had a lot of uh, use for is like phosphatidylserine um, as a nutrient for the brain. I know that's got some actually uh, qualified medical claims from the FDA. So they even recognize that things like phosphatidylserine, commonly called PS, herbs like ginkgo biloba, those kinds of things. But those are some of the most interesting nutrients that I've had impact recommending to other people. Absolutely. I want to take us back to prevention. And, you know, because I think that those nutrients are absolutely essential. There's some I will throw in and then explain why some of them are fabulous. But some of the steps for prevention, reduce or eliminate alcohol. Alcohol is really is bad news on some levels, on a lot of levels, <laughs> but, and I'll let it at that. Avoid aluminum. Well, its effect on brain is profound. And you yes. can see it when people overconsume. Oh. Um, and as we've talked about things in moderation, it may be possible to consume you know, alcohol in moderation and be fine, but it's people who are excessive and there are way too many of those. I live in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. We have a long history of dealing with long winters through excessive uh, alcohol consumption. And so uh, it is a, a huge problem for people who find this is their way out of whatever <laughs> their lives have given them. Alcohol seems to be a huge escape mechanism. And it carries all kinds of problems besides just the one we're talking about today. Absolutely. Also, I've always found that alcoholism leads to anger. When people get drunk, they want to fight. You know, I grew up in the 60s and I'll say the, the potheads, they want to make love. The alkies want to beat somebody up. Yeah. It's really sad. Anyway, one of the things they did discover about Alzheimer's was aluminum in the brain. And what's interesting about aluminum is that once it does get in the brain, it doesn't come out. It's one of the oh. few metals that cannot be chelated. Isn't that interesting? Oh, I didn't know that. Biochemist I was having a conversation with one day brought that up that it couldn't. So, you know, take a look at your deodorants because some of the deodorants have aluminum in them. And then the other thing I thought about and why dementia is so prevalent, why Alzheimer's is so prevalent on some levels. And that is all of us, well, let me know. Some of us <laughs> grew up eating out of aluminum cookware. And I don't know if you remember as a kid, Steve, the spun aluminum glasses in multicolors. I do. You know, of course, I was- Yes, just aluminum was- the metal of the future when we were yes. kids that it was like a, a wonderful for cookware and you know as glassware it became very popular without any regard to what might be going on with it and so we've certainly learned a lot over the years and there should be no excuse for people having to have this exposure if they just pay attention yep it's like now the new thing is the bpa and they 
You can see all kinds of plastics now does not contain BPA, even metal cans does not contain BPA because they would line the can. So as science moves forward and more people are investigating the detrimental effects of some of our creations, the more enlightened we become, the more we fix things that were wrong. So now we'll go to the how to deal with Alzheimer's. Was there something you wanted to add, Steve? Oh, I was just thinking of the phrase when we were kids, better living through chemistry. That's what we were hearing um, all the time as kids. And now as adults, we see how false that promise was. I mean, yes, chemistry has done wonderful things for us, but it's also led to uh, some horrible consequences as we have manipulated chemicals and molecules and made these foreign compounds so ubiquitous in our environment, but air, clothing, food, we're just exposed to these toxins. It leads us back to the idea of detox, but this idea that just because it's modern means it's better. That's what we were taught. Come to find out some of the old ways really are the best. Oh, they are. They absolutely are. You know, it was something better living through chemistry. I wonder if that repetitious programming, because that's, that's another way you can change and grow yourself, is to reprogram your biocomputer, your brain, your mind. And I wonder if better living through chemistry is what led to the drug addiction that permeated the 60s, 70s, and now today, oh my God, the pharmaceutical industry were addicted, period. So it's really yep. scary. So one of the prevention ways for dealing with Alzheimer's, you brought up ginkgo biloba, and I don't know if you said go to cola as they're oxygen carriers. So what you really need to do is get more blood to the blood brain barrier. So how do we do that? We improve the circulatory system. That's why I said, go back to listen to the thing about how to clean out your arteries, what nutrients, you know, the choline, inositol, niacin, all that kind of good stuff. Reduce your fried foods, fatty foods, minimize your dairy consumption and exercise because exercise will bring more oxygen into your brain into your body 20 to 25 percent of all the oxygen you bring into your body is relegated to your brain another side benefit is cancer can't live in an oxygen rich environment so you've got that and we talked about building a better memory i my thing is i leave work in time to get home for Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, you know, because we, you know, Phyllis and I both sit there and and we think we could go on, not Jeopardy, because I mean, some of these people are brilliant. They have photographic memories. If you have one of those, and by all means, go. But play games that stimulate your mind, that challenge you. Those will help you forestall having Alzheimer's, dementia, senility. And by all means, exercise. It'll be so good for you on so many different levels. Steve, anything you'd like to add before we head out? Well, the, what you just said about what we do affects us on so many different levels is clearly true, both for the detrimental side as well as the positive benefit side. So as we make choices to avoid those things that we understand are not 
beneficial for us and embrace those things that are beneficial for us, those are the kinds of things that are going to make a difference. And how do we distinguish that? We use our brains. We listen to podcasts like this. We read books. We study. And we teach ourselves to make decisions. Some people just feel so powerless to make a decision. I don't know as much as the doctor. I don't know as much as the pastor. I don't know as much as the teacher. Therefore, they don't make decisions or try to learn more or try to understand more. And I believe you need to embrace that one willingness to understand. I don't know it all, but embrace the idea that you can learn what you need to know if you just apply yourself. So it's key on both sides to avoid the bad and gain the good, use your brain and be positive and employ these traits. They do work and they do make a difference. And that's what we're here to do is inspire people to evaluate what we say, embrace what is good for them and continue their research into how to improve their life, their health, their family, all of those things are positive steps that lead to positive outcomes. Absolutely. And there's a couple of things you said there that made me think that the people do make assumptions that the doctor is smarter, the priest is the key, this consultant, that consultant. And I remember when I was younger, much, much younger and single, a young woman said to me, assumption is the mother of mistake. You know, we all know the other one, <laughs> assumption means, yeah. you know, the mother of mistake. And, and I think by assuming that the doctor with a D minus, yes, he's still a doctor, but assuming that he's good for you, that he knows what he's doing is the beginning of a mistake. There are so many people, I've had clients that were nurses that told me horror stories of people being operated on and the wrong leg being cut off or the wrong gland being removed, crazy stuff. And then I remember, and maybe Steve, you remember this too, and maybe some of our listeners do as well, that the doctors in San Francisco decades ago went on strike and the death rate at the hospital diminished. I don't know if you remember that or not, less people were dying. Well, uh, vaguely, I do remember that and other kinds of correlations similar to that. Um, yes. And, you know, I've kind of approached that with myself. I admit, I don't go to the doctor unless I have an issue because I don't have an issue. And so, you know, I found the doctors not to be necessarily my best advisors, you know, because sometimes their advice is not right. And you have to evaluate that. I have so many people who come in and say, if I don't get my cholesterol down, my doctor's going to put me on drugs. I said, but you don't have to take them, but he's going to put me, he's going to make me. People don't realize that even, you know, when they're under a doctor's care, they still have autonomy and they still have the responsibility to learn, is this yes. good medicine for me? Yeah. And they won't do that. But when they do, and those are the ones that we're trying to encourage, they're the ones we work with and the ones we've reached. When you do take that responsibility, you can learn so much more. You will make better choices. Better choices lead to better outcomes. And on that note, I will say thank you all for showing up. If you have any questions or you want something for, you know, that you want Steve and I to address 
And it could be about anything because I have opinions on everything and I am willing to share them. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then people can choose what to do with them. Well, there is that's that. appropriately so. We share our wisdom. The choice of what to do with it is yours, folks. Make those better choices. Listen to the different voices and follow your bliss and what makes sense to you. So to reach us, Dr. M at michaelshealth.com. Real simple, real easy. Let us know what your concerns are. And it could be in any arena. And what I mean by that is that there are four aspects to the self that I look at when I work with clients. First and foremost is the spiritual self. And I believe that all of us are receiving a directive from God to bring balance and harmony into the material plane. And we move our lives towards that goal. The problem is the second self, which is the emotional self. And that has a different agenda. That is the one that seeks acceptance. And so the spiritual directive gets corrupted or is blocked from being implemented altogether because the emotional self is the dominant self. The third self is your physical material self. And this is, when I say physical, the physical is a reflection of your emotional construct and diseases and conditions are a conflict between your spiritual directive and your emotional drive, the emotional need for acceptance. The material aspect of the physical self is your lifestyle, the car you drive, the house you live in, the money you make, the money you don't have. Well, if you're listening to us, you have money. Your last self is your social self. This is how you interact with others. Your intellectual aspect is how you analyze the things that you hear. There was something else you said, Steve, that I wanted to comment on. And it's something that, again, I believe you said something about you know, probabilities. If you continue on the same path, living out the same patterns of behavior, seeking to fulfill the same fundamental concepts, then the probabilities are you will end up like your parents if you're in the approval mode for acceptance. In addition to probabilities, there are possibilities. And the possibilities are that through understanding, through examination, through these incremental steps that Steve has brought up, you can begin to make changes. That would take us to potentialities. Because as you move forward, you grow your potential, you build on a more solid foundation, you will develop what I call, let me rephrase that, you already have these two elements within you, but you may not exercise them to their fullest potential and you can because this is the potentiality. You will develop more personal power and a deeper, quieter strength. That's all I have to say. Well, I couldn't agree more, Michael. Everybody has the choice, the responsibility, the opportunity. What they do with it is up to them. We give them one aspect that they can learn from. But you're absolutely right. Everybody has that opportunity. And that's what we hope to bring to them, I think, is you have the opportunity to be healthier. These are some of the things to consider and choices that you might want to make. And they can follow or not follow, but I do believe that those who make that a positive choice to do something for themselves will 
find better results. Amen to that. Steve, ladies, gentlemen, see you all next week, hopefully. God willing. Take I appreciate these provocative discussions, <laughs> Michael. I look forward to next week as well. Thank you, folks. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.